ever thought about starting a business with your friend? It may sound like a great idea for a minute, but there are some pitfalls that often scare people away. But when it works, when you work it, it can be beautiful. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. Welcome to Friends on Hand, the podcast where we explore the fine art of friendship. I'm Nancy Hand, networking and shy achiever coach. And today we're talking with Cooper Allen and Ray Mulville, two friends who have successfully crossed the streams. Cooper, Allen, and Ray are longtime friends turned business partners, hosts of the LCL Collective podcast. They connected in university while in the early stages of their respective entrepreneurial careers and have since turned their personal relationship into a professional one. In addition to their individual ventures, Cooper and Ray are the founders of, of course, the LCL Collective and have partnered in the financial industry to help provide better education and opportunity to middle-class families. I really have been looking forward to this because you are the first uh, people I've had on to cross the streams like this. Thank you for being here. No problem at all. I'm uh, I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. I Thanks for too. having us, Nancy. So I wanted to kind of uh, touch on a few questions. First of all, I'll just say Cooper and I met online. So so this is a this is really the first time that we've had a, a full conversation. I think other than our intro on the introduction on the phone. Um, but I, I have some questions for both of you that um, that I always ask, and you can just whoever wants to go first. You both are very uh, connected, and you seem to connect well. Is it nature or nurture? Did you did you arrive on Earth ready to to network? Wow, that's a great question, Ray. You, uh, I'll let you start on that one. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I guess like growing up within the family business, kind of, I, I was born into it. So, I mean, it, it was one of those things. It's I understood from an early age what it meant to network and what it meant to uh, have a, a very valuable network to be able to kind of leverage yourself forward with it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I guess we did just kind of. I was kind of just born into it. I guess you could say. I mean, I, I, I do tend to be a little bit of a uh, like a quieter entrepreneur, if you will. But it, it's it's definitely one of those things. It's the the value and the network's definitely there. So. So it's been, it's, it was kind of instilled with me from, from birth pretty much. <laughs> Excellent. Now, have you ever had a shy moment? Or what <laughs> makes you shy? That's a better question. When do you have a shy moment? Because everybody has their, has their, their thing, you yeah? Oh, exactly. Well, I mean, like, I, I guess you could say in crowds, but I mean, it's it's kind of funny when I say that because it's by, well, I own a construction company that's over 800 <laughs> right now, employees. So, I mean, it's speaking in front of crowds, I guess, kind of my, uh, my my kryptonite. But I mean, it's one of those things uh, to, <laughs> to to get nervous is completely natural. And it's one of those things you kind of have to find your way through it and keep kind of working at it. And one of those things you put the 10,000 hours in practice and it, it'll come with time. Fantastic. All right. Your turn, Cooper. Yeah, I think um, to the point about 10,000 hours for me, it was definitely a, a learned skill for sure. Um, I've had a couple of employment roles where I was forced into presentation positions that I think really helped with that ultimately. Um, I think the biggest lesson I learned on, on that front, because I, I think in business school, they do a pretty good job teaching. Yes, you got to go out and network. And um, if you're fortunate enough to be in a, a family where you see that in action, you kind of know that growing up. And so I've always kind of had a bit of an idea to do that, but never really knew how per se. So I was, I was always nervous to do so. Um, I knew, I knew how integral it was, uh, developing friendships and, and just relationships with people. And I've always been one to say, build the relationship first and the business will follow. Uh, and even if it doesn't, at least mm. you built a good relationship. Um, but mm. I think, I think the 
the biggest thing that I learned throughout that process and the thing that just really helped me overcome those nerves um, was was the idea of in how to how to win friends and influence people when they talk about uh, to be interesting, be interested. Mm-hmm. So uh, absolutely. So that was a big that was a big learning point for me because that's now my favorite favorite questions to ask people are just how can I add value to your life or how can somebody in my network add value to you and usually people respond with well what is it that you do and to me it's like well that's not really the point right that's not the question at all I love that so how did you all meet really I mean, college but that's all well and good details please. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ray and I actually, um, I spent a bit, we both spent a little bit of time on the board of directors for our student union. Mm -hmm. So that was, we just worked on a couple of projects together. And that was kind of the first time where I guess right from early on, um, we had to draw lines in our friendship of, okay, when, when we're out having a, having a water somewhere, uh, we're not talking about <laughs> student politics. We're talking about <laughs> sports or whatever else is going on in our lives. And so I think right from right from the get go, uh, we, we were able to draw that definitive line. But that, I'd say that was the biggest thing that uh, um, I, I don't know what, what your thoughts are on it. Ray. I think that was the biggest thing that helped build and develop the relationship was that um, I think two things. Ray, for me, was the kind of guy that well, maybe three things, I guess, was that was the guy for me that. Um, we were both entrepreneurial, so we could talk about growing businesses, um, the grind of entrepreneurship and some of the challenges we're facing, uh, more bigger picture questions about, well, why are we building these businesses? What do we want to accomplish out of life? But then we also know, knew where kind of that off switch was where it could be, okay, well, um, you want to put five bucks down on the game tonight kind of thing. And it was just like, uh, it was someone that you could normally, you need to have different pockets of friends to fill those Mm -hmm. voids. And, um, we, we kind of just have, have filled all of them and then throughout our friendship have um, tried to set up not necessarily some boundaries, but have figured it, figured it out along the way um, where, to, where to put up those barriers when need be. But um, yeah, he was just, for me, he was a, a well-rounded guy. And, and when I met, met him, that was what was appealing to me was that, yeah, we could talk business in one conversation, um, but he was also someone we could pick up and go spend a week in Mexico together kind of thing. <laughs> Nice. And one of the things you mentioned when you and I met um, briefly just to introduce each other um, was harmony versus balance. And I will tell you, I have run with that. I love that idea. And, you know, talking about boundaries, it's such a stopping point instead of the idea of how can we create harmony here? How can these things coexist in a way that is beneficial to everybody? And so thank you for that. Um. Ray, what was it about Cooper? Was it his what his his wit, his uh, <laughs> his sense of humor? Uh, yeah, <laughs> his like <cool> I, car. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess like it's one of those things like Coop, uh, like the the moment kind of we started working together. I mean, it's as much as it was student politics. Let's be honest, it was kind of dry. So you're able to separate that from kind of like where we're going with it so i mean it's it's it was easy to kind of for us to get started with that friendship and i mean coop is he's just an a1 guy and he's he's very kind of down to earth and real salt to the earth person and he's he's practical like yeah, that that's kind of the thing that that was, was really kind of drawn to me i guess because he, he was he used rationalization in the way he thought and it for me that that, that makes the most in a person so <laughs> okay so so um i'm like i'm like looking at the questions i have and i'm just gonna like 
set them aside for a second. One of my questions is, what's it like um, when you all have to kind of truth each other? You know, have you had to put your foot down? Have you had to call you call your other out and go like, okay, no, this isn't working. I, how do you do, do that in a way that's... Yeah, yeah. I, I love that question. I lo- and, and I don't even know if I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Ray go to, to see if he tells the story or not. But awesome. uh, it, and I'm curious to see if we're on the same page here because there's yeah. I think there was once where I I think there was once where he set me real straight and then it just kind of not nice. changed my direction but made me realize what was what was important out of life and then I mean I think it's just ever since that ice was broken it's just been a series of that ever since quite honestly it's kind of like ripping off a band-aid but oh yeah <laughs> well, well, Juicy, just tell it, us. Like, I, I think it kind of stemmed from like uh so our fairly large sports background growing up like it, it's one of those things we well I mean for myself I always like be called out on whether it's um, I need to put more effort in or whether I need to start doing more for the team it, it's one of those things it's uh it's easy to be called out like that. So like that's kind of like the, the coaching ability that I like is, is to just kind of be, be up front before with them. I think, I don't know whether Coop, you kind of agree with that, but you, you were a little sheltered like that at the, at the start when we first started working together. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, it, I guess, I guess we have butted heads a few times uh, down, <laughs> coming up here, but I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things that you grow, either you grow through what you go through. So it's, <laughs> it was a real learning curve to, uh, I guess, when we first got started, definitely for sure. You cannot leave me hanging on this. Yeah. What was well, it? I, I, I think, we, I, now. <laughs> I, I think the, I think the first time I really realized that um, I was using Ray as a mentor and not just as a friend um, was when I had wrapped up, he had finished school a, a ahead of me. And I'd realized I'd always ask questions about his businesses, but I didn't realize exactly how well they were doing. Like I knew they were doing well. I didn't know they were doing well, well. And uh. he kind of squared me with the the question of, because I had some stuff in the entrepreneurial. I, I guess to put it lightly, I think there's a big difference between having a business and being a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was the position where I was in was I had a couple of businesses and, um, at surface value was doing some pretty cool things. Um, but at the same time, if we were to look at maybe say like the cash flow quadrant, I didn't have a true system that was going to produce what I needed to produce to make the impact in the world that I wanted to make. And Ray kind of squared me with that truth. Um, he was very subtle about it, but I, I, I picked up on it right away. And the question was pretty simple. It was just basically, Oh, Coop, what are you doing? And I'm like, what, what? What do you mean? Like, you're one of my best friends. You know what I'm doing? And uh, he's like, no, no. Like, I, yeah, I get that. That's not my question. And that's when I realized he's like, okay, well, he's not asking what I'm doing. He's asking why I'm doing it. And mm. I, I was at a time in my life where there was an area of business that, well, the financial business being one of them, that for me was a part time venture, and there was a massive opportunity there to make impact for people. Um, and I was running it part-time along the side of probably a half dozen other things. Mm. And I'm not sure if that's even what he was getting at or not, but point being, and maybe it was just him getting at like, Hey Coop, you need to know yourself a little bit better here to figure out what you want out of this and the difference that you're trying to make for people. Because I really started to reflect on all of the different pots that I had my hand in. And that was kind of the conversation that led me to realize that, Hey, I need to start going all in on, 
uh, a couple of things here and then instead of giving 50% of me to a half dozen different projects because just it's not fair to to anyone and if I say I'm doing these projects to help people but they're getting half of me then uh then that's not really too too fair so he kind of squared me between the eyes with that whether he even realized it or not at the time and um almost sent me down a bit of a I think I was going through a bit of a personal development journey at the time and it just was kind of a a comment that was right place, right time. And and who knows, maybe he said that to me earlier in our friendship, but it's one of those when the, uh, uh, yeah. when the student's ready, the teacher appears, so to speak. Yes, absolutely. So that was a, that, that was a, a big one for me. Um, and then, yeah, I think sure. because, because he was a, a bit of a mentor to me, in addition to being a friend, um, uh, that, that to me, like maybe historically, you typically wouldn't think that you would give feedback to your quote unquote mentors or you wouldn't be hard on people. But then when we started to, to really get serious in business together, uh, we, had that, we basically had that conversation among one another that, hey, here's, here's how I am. Here's some of my, we- excuse me, here's some of my weaknesses as a person. Um, so if I start doing X, Y, Z, uh, it's because I care about you and want you to get better or it's because I want to. Uh, to make a difference for other people. It has nothing to do with, with, with you and I. And, and we just kind of have that mutual understanding. I think be, because he was able to be that blunt with me up, up front, it just kind of gave me that level of comfortability to come out and say, um, if we're going to go into business together, in addition to being friends, here's me, take it or leave it. And if it's, if it's leave it, then I guess we're just friends. We're not going into business together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love that. And it, it's, it's, it's going in completely transparent. And you kind of, you have to, period. I mean, not you kind of, you do, you have to. So question about mutual friends that you have, have, has, has this alliance professionally cro- like crossing the streams? Is it, did it raise any eyebrows? Did anybody help pull you aside and go, oh dude, do you really want to go into business with a friend? I honestly don't think I, I've actually had somebody tell me that. It's... Uh, <laughs> Like, I mean, maybe my old man did, like, somewhere along the way, but it, it, it definitely didn't resonate when I met Coops. I mean, <laughs> so much for my listening skills from that piece of advice. But <laughs> <laughs> Any misconceptions that you fielded from others at all about this? Yes, big time. <laughs> uh, I think there's... I don't want to say the mistake that we've made, but I just in, in speaking out loud, a little bit of reflection. One of the things that, um, especially through the pandemic, you don't have the time to catch up and maintain relationships, maybe in the same way that, that we once did or get out of university for a couple of years and you're not seeing the same people all the time. And so when you mm-hmm. catch up with people, because we've done what we've done at the LCL collective with the podcast, that for us is just our fun little side project, our way of taking the conversations that we were having off air about business and wellness and everything in between and documenting the journey in hopes that it helps someone. But because we've started to do that to try to make a positive impact for people, um, we've almost, I don't want to say branded ourselves that way, but some people don't, um, like they, I think just some people who look like browse through our social media quickly say, Oh, that's awesome that you and Ray are working together. Um, but they think that we're working together in the capacity of a podcast being our full-time career when there's four businesses on the go between the two of us. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so that would be the biggest misconception I would say is that, yeah, this is just everyone's, Hey, how's that going? So, well, this is the, it's going awesome, but it's like the fun, 
side project, really. Right. So, A, I want to hear about your other businesses. B, when did you start your first businesses? And and which ones are still uh, still going? What's your oldest business? Tell me, tell me, all of that. Do you fire away? Dive in, right? <laughs> no, you dive in, right? <laughs> All right, my I'll keep I'll keep mine short and sweet. It's definitely not as uh, not as interesting and and not uh, don't have as much longevity as as Ray. I would have started, I'd say, probably in twenty seventeen. Um, started a consulting business, and that that really was just I was helping a few people out pro bono with some different things, whether it be marketing or just strategic planning or anything like that. And um, I didn't want to put a brand out there. Uh, because I had a million and one questions uh, and had kind of that fear holding me back of what if it flops? Like, I'm just doing this to help people, not to have a business. And I don't need to be out there. I don't, I can't stand being in the spotlight. Um, so I, th- I think that's why, that's why I did it. That's why I formalized it into an actual business because I'm like, yeah, you know what? If it, if it scares me that, and, and if it makes me uncomfortable, I probably should be doing it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, I st- started with that. Um, that led me down a couple of interesting rabbit holes uh, in, in a couple of different industries, predominantly the music industry. I uh, still help out uh, a band right now. I uh, did a little bit of booking for a couple of different venues in, in the past. Um, was doing some support work with the Ontario Musicians Cooperative. and um, So some pretty cool roles. I um, was fortunate enough to, to go on a radio tour and, and spend a bit of time down in Nashville. And um, So that's kind of the, the one side of the business. And then the financial business is one that I've kind of was humming and hawing about for most of 2018, finally started to take it a little bit more seriously, kind of part-time on the side in 2019, and then made the decision the beginning of last year to, to take it full-time, um, just because Ray kind of, as the, as the story goes, kind of woke me up in, in terms of the potential that was there to be able to go out and help people. So um, yeah, my entrepreneurial life, so to speak, I mean, the ideas, I guess, started to formulate probably three-ish years ago, maybe three and a half years ago, and started to put things into fruition in, in 2018. So pretty pretty short-lived so far, um, still in the very early stages, um, but also very fortunate to have time on our sides in, in what I think is the best era to be an entrepreneur, really, of, of all time. I am, I am a little jealous, honestly, but go ahead. <laughs> Ray? Yeah, sure. So I, I guess for me, like... <laughs> I, I guess it started when I was four, uh, when my parents gave me a cow, and it, it kind of grew from there. So like it's, <laughs> I started kind of into the family <laughs> business uh, of farming and in agriculture. So I mean that that really was kind of what drove my work ethic. So anywhere from selling beef to showing cattle to really anything, and it, it kind of set me on that path to kind of start off on my own and really not work for anybody else either. Well, I mean, really the only people I ever worked for has been family or myself. So. <laughs> Which then led, obviously, to uh, working for my dad. So he owns a, a fairly large uh, landscape company around the area. Again, we're small town in Canada, so it's as large as it could be around here. And it's it really, I, w- I was working there uh, as soon as I could hold a rake. So <laughs> I was out helping him with a lot of different projects and kind of getting to uh, know the clientele and understanding kind of the, the older folks around the area and understanding kind of what their needs were and listening to clients and kind of understanding that aspect of the business. And then continuing forward, just kind of worked my way up through there until really I went to school. Uh, obviously, uh, so I spent what, five years in NIP and, uh, my, I guess it would have been my second year. Uh, I ended up, uh, 
taking a little bit of leap, uh, leap of faith here. Uh, so I bought a small construction company. It was, it was a family friend that basically <laughs> was going through some tough times. was looking to liquidate his assets. And I saw the opportunity within that. So hopped on that, took a little bit of a, a loan from the bank and, and kind of just ran with it. So we, we were able to expand as much as we could, uh, basically as fast as we could ranging anywhere from uh, bathroom and kitchen renos to, to like then expanding further into further housing developments and uh, kind of utilize those same contacts I made with uh, my dad's uh, company and, and be able to kind of expand that into a, a larger scale uh, into the housing development industry just within Ottawa. And then uh, from that led to Toronto. Now we're, we're across North America right now working on uh, anything from housing developments to a lot of our stuff in, in the U S is based on an insurance and natural disaster restoration rehabilitation so anything from uh tornadoes twisters floods really anything that is mother nature problems it's it's kind of a lot of put into our direction so <laughs> from that we also I, I also in 2018 i guess opened my uh, small accounting firm in my hometown too so uh, we it's all cloud-based so we i've got client well i've got clients as well as i've got employees across coast to coast in canada uh that, that's mainly our bread and butter so it's kind of like looking back at the accounting side of things, it was really uh, kind of based on me wanting to help businesses. And, it, and me having that kind of number sense was really <laughs> what, what drove my, my passion for accounting. And that's, it, it's really one of those things and it's one of those skills that a lot of business owners don't want to do for themselves. So it's easier to hire somebody to do that for them. And that's what we're here for. <laughs> and then obviously, uh, I guess it would have been what, 2020, I started up with Coop, uh, kind of diving a little bit deeper into the financial industry and uh, focusing mainly on our financial education uh, company. And uh, and now we're here. <laughs> Try to make that as short as I could, but. <laughs> You're like a tornado of enthusiasm about this. <laughs> I, okay. I think it, I think it's because he's super uncomfortable talking about himself. Oh, I totally 100%. can tell that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I just for our listeners, I just want because these these gentlemen are are seasoned entrepreneurs at this point, but I also have to drop this one. They are both under twenty five, right? Twenty five and under. Did I get that right? And and you're you're up on me. I will say my first my first job are business was when I was nine, taking photos. Second one was training uh, horses and teaching people riding lessons in my teens. And then my first real business, I was 22. And uh, that was stringing pearls, restringing and stringing pearls for local jewelry stores. And I did that. That paid for my undergraduate. That's awesome. Jesus, why? Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I think, I, I think, I think, I think it all counts, though, when we talk about when we use the words real business, I totally know what you mean. But I think all all those little things growing up, even whether someone's selling lemonade or whatever it is that they're they're doing. And to me, that's just I think if we scratch back to earlier in our lives, everybody has a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit within them. Exactly. And and I love that you that you have tied all that together. And I will move on to my next awesome question for you, which is. How have you benefited from each other's independent networks? Because I'm sure you both know different people too. And um, how do you how do you network and build your businesses together? Is there a plan? Do you do you make a conscious effort to reach out for specific things? How does that work? I think that's something that we're still kind of going through the process of figuring out. Um, in the sense of, I, I think it, I think alignment is, is always key for sure. It's uh, mm. no, no longer is it just Ray that's crazy. It's Cooper that's crazy too. So maybe 
maybe the two of us are a little <laughs> less crazy in the eyes of some other people. Um, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's funny. Um, no, I think uh, be- because our industries are on the financial side between between accounting and financial services, they're relatively similar. So we can talk um, quite a bit kind of on the, the product side and, and the opportunity that, that presents itself in, in terms of educating the, the hardworking kind of North American family. And, um, but aside from that, I mean, music and construction, there's not a whole lot of alignment there. So I think a lot of our conversations are more higher law languages mm-hmm. um, and more, which I think is a good thing too, because we, we've talked a lot, especially last year, uh, just around the cultures within our teams and the messaging that um, I, I'm a big believer that leading leading by example isn't one way; it's the only way. Agreed. Um, so, talking about the types of people that Ray and I need to become uh, within the leadership roles in each of our firms uh, to, to develop the culture that we want within our businesses, I think uh, where our main conversations lie. And, and it's awesome to, in my opinion, it's awesome to be able to get that perspective um, in terms of what that looks like within a different industry. Uh, because there are some things that, that carry over and, and some things that um, we, we can certainly learn from one another. Because uh, to me, to me le- leadership is leadership is is leadership, right? No matter what you're selling or what you're serving. Yes. Well, here's a, another question, and this is coming from a, a different aspect of things. Being young entrepreneurs, do you see any value in social clubs like Kiwanis or Rotary or uh, things like that? Or, or organized networking like um, um, BNI. Yeah, like I, Go I, ahead, Ray, I, I yeah, sure. I was gonna say I think I kind of I do agree. There's there's definitely uh, the power in the social groups. So like even uh, really just locally, it's it's the chamber really that drives the business development around here. And like mm-hmm. really, it's it's all built with like minded individuals that are kind of there for the same reason that are looking for. The same thing, pretty much. So, I mean, it, it's a nice, nice to have those groups to be able to kind of all kind of sit down and look at each other and kind of go over what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, kind of where we can improve within each business and how we can kind of continue going forward. And it's nice to have that support. And it's nice to even have like the, the different resources that are available, just even stem from those social groups as well. Do you do you all have other mentors outside of your your friendship together? I mean, do you have other or older or different industry mentors that you talk to about your work. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, Coop. I do have other mentors. <laughs> the last, my last podcast was literally all about mentorship, but I'm curious, and that was with a chef. He hasn't posted yet, but um, tell me about your experiences with that. How did you go about finding those mentors? Did, did they find you um, and that kind of thing? Um, I, I'm a big believer that, uh, what, what you put out is is what you're going to get. And I, I've been very, very fortunate to have a, a lot of phenomenal mentors in my, in my life. One of the businesses, our, our financial business right now is uh, being built with a couple of, of Olympic athletes and um, some, some pretty high profile business people as well, which is awesome. Um, so they've kind of, they've, they've both, um, the, the people that I get to work with there have, have definitely filled different roles for me uh, because uh, I, can, I can look at someone and kind of pinpoint what they're good at, what their different skills are. And uh, what I try to pinpoint is what do they have that I don't? 
and, and get in a room with them and figure out, okay, how can I learn to acquire that? Um, so for someone who's won an Olympic gold medal, um, for me, you can't teach grit and determination, but I do want to know a lot about what that individual thinks about mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe someone who's been in the industry for, for 25, 30 years and is more of a product expert. I can go to them for, for that. Um, and then even outside of the business, um, just in connecting with people and asking that question. One of the things I know, one of the things that I kind of took on as a hobby really in 2020 was just having intro conversations with people and saying, Hey, tell me, tell me a bit about yourself. Tell me if someone, what's your biggest struggle? If, if someone could, could help you today, what would that look like? Just trying to get a feel for, is there any way I could, could add value to them? And through a few different conversations, I'd always had it in the back of my mind, actually, that I wanted to hire a coach and through kind of a few different conversations with people, there was one guy in particular that, uh, I got put in touch with and, and reached out to not even for coaching, just to, to network and have a good conversation. And we really just, just clicked and mm-hmm. he had, he had done something in his business life in a different industry, but along the same lines of what I'm trying to do in, in mine. And that's when for me, it was awesome. Okay. Well, there's a lot I can learn here. Um, so in terms of, yeah, how do you acquire mentors? Sometimes it's just asking, I think, because I think some people don't ask. But then for the people who do ask, um, if I'm if I'm going to ask Nancy to be my mentor and she's going to give me 10 minutes a month because that's all she can give me, I better make sure that I'm locked in and all in on whatever it is that she's saying for those 10, 10 minutes. I'm going to be early. I'm always going to be taking her calls. Uh, pretty much drop everything for that person because they're they're doing something for you out of the goodness of, of their heart, not, not because they have a financial stake in, in you. So that's what I've, I guess, I think the reason I've been able to maybe in, in hindsight, I used to call it luck, but just in thinking out loud, maybe to answer your question, it's just around that, the respect and appreciation I have for those people who are willing to give back. Maybe that's what's helped acquire. I, I don't know. I really don't. I love that. Well, that, that is how I define the spirit of, of friendship. It is, it is a, an amalgamation of things, including that consideration and and showing up and being on time and um, using a level of care with your connection that that honors that connection. You know, absolutely. Yep. And, yeah, and exactly. I feel like I feel like this day and age too. I mean, I tell a lot of people whether they're currently in a mentorship role in my life or not that. Nancy, I value your opinion. Ray, I value your opinion um, because it allows me, whether I agree with it or not, to grow and learn. And I feel like we're in a society right now where so many people don't feel like their input is valued, va- uh, mm-hmm. valid or valued for that matter. Um, so, so I think there's some people that are almost caught off guard when I just am genuinely saying, no, I, I want to know what you think. Like, there's no judgment here. I just, I, I would love to understand your point of view. And that is really where you get the best information because when, when you are genuinely interested, when you are genuinely accepting, when you're really validating somebody, they will drop the wall and tell you what's going on. It's, it's perfect. Absolutely. Ray's been weirdly quiet. I'm worried. (laughs) I'm I'm still here. After, after I threw that jab at him about not liking talking about himself, he's got quiet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have backed into the corner now. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, back, I do, back into introvert mode. 
Exactly. I do agree with you, Coop. Like, it's really one of those things. A mentor, I believe, is found. It's it's not. I mean, some do kind of come to the forefront, but again, it's it's all about asking that person whether or not they they can lend their time or whether they can lend their skill along the way. Like, I've had a couple. Uh, obviously, when I first got into uh, the construction business, it's. I mean, what does a student know about construction? Or what does a student even know about <laughs> expanding a business to as large as it has been expanded to? So it's it was really one of those things. I, I kind of utilized my network that I had through an ads business and w- was able to connect with a couple of local contractors and a lot uh, larger developers out of the GTA as well as Ottawa and kind of expand that way, utilize them kind of as that crutch and that support to, to continue forward. And I, I really think that the mentor mentorship aspect is definitely one of those things. It's, it's, it's almost critical to an entrepreneur. If you don't have that resource, if you don't have kind of that, uh-huh. that person that's giving you that support, it, it sometimes it's, it's easy to fall flat in your face and, and not get back up from it. And I'll ask you, because I've had this experience, if you have to pipe up, have you had mentors come from strange, weird places, people you wouldn't expect? And and it doesn't mean like it's a long term, like years long mentorship, but have you had somebody like pop in just to be Yoda for a little while and then poof? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I actually had a, so what's one guy that comes to mind is uh, he was the local kind of like basketball coach guy that reached out to him. He was a very uh, successful entrepreneur just in our area. And he kind of popped in, kind of mentored me for maybe a couple months and kind of sculpted the, where our accounting business is going. And, and that that's really is what gave us that push to kind of get going. And, it, it, and then he just mm. kind of went to the States and disappeared for a little bit. So, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate those three months left. he gave me, but it, it's just kind of like, a, like a snap of the fingers and he was gone. So it, it, it's, he almost think it's like a, like a, a fever dream or something that happened, but it, <laughs> it was definitely real and it definitely happened, but it, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, fever dream. That's great. Okay. That's awesome. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Those people who pop in, like when, you know, when you're ready to be taught, the teacher arrives and sometimes it's just for, you know, a second and then poof. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Very cool. Now, what's your take on that, Nancy, actually? Because I know we talked a little bit off air about, um, I really loved your analogy of having friends and then friends of other kinds. And Ah. so, yes, my, I guess my question is like, so somebody who pops into your life for a limited period of time, or we know there's, there's some of those people that we can catch up with maybe two years down the road and we can talk as if nothing's ever changed because life just got busy and all still good. And, um, the relationship stays afloat when the, whereas there's other people in your life where it almost feels like you need to hit quotas to stay friends with them. So is that like, if someone, do you think if someone, pops, to put it. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like if, if somebody pops into your life for just kind of a few month period or even a few day period or whatever, that, um, do you still classify that as a friend because you were able to, in some way provide value to one another? I do. And, and I've, you know, obviously been digging into this for a while now and, um, I, I will say you, those those long-term friends need need attention too. And that's probably something I preach too much, but those they're the trees in your garden. They're the, you know, the big oaks that you can go forever and not talk to. And then you, you know, it's like you never lost touch, right? But too much and they, they will be in also to die. You know, trees still need water, just not as often. Um, and as for types of friends, one of the things that I've been studying is how the ancient Romans and Greeks thought about friendship. Everyone was categorized a friend, but some people were more business friends, and some people were social friends, and some people were were going to get together as a family friends, and some people were, were going to the baths friends or whatever. Um, and to your point, 
yes, I still consider them friends if it is is something that is easily awoken, right? So mm. um, I I have a very dear friend who was a regular at the coffee shop I worked at when I was in my first year of law school. I worked from 4.30 in the morning to 11 a.m. before class. And we just chatted and got to be really good friends. And the year we moved in 2018, um, in the middle of a massive move, I wasn't looking for any new business. I had my coaching clients lined up. I didn't have time for anything else. And uh, he dropped a massive job in my lap, connected me with somebody who made my year. And I was like, and took away the excuse of I don't have time because guess who made time? <laughs> so <laughs> I was literally, I had my, my computer on stacks of boxes working with client after client after client after client. Um, in the middle of, you know, their contractors here tearing out the kitchen and whatever. <laughs> you, you do it. You do the thing. You make it happen. But that, that's awesome. he, he is what somebody I would consider um, not a very weak tie, but he's out in the, like the fifth or sixth rank. We are, our, our contact is more or less once or twice a year on social media. But the, I guess the platform, the foundation of that friendship is, is there. So um, high maintenance friends are difficult, but sometimes worth it. Depends. And I don't, I don't think the quota thing fits for me just because you know me and I'm like listening to both of you all. No way in the world you'd have that problem. I don't think. You pick up the phone and call somebody you haven't talked to in eight years and you'd be fine. And it's, it is about having that nature of accepting and validating and being interested. And that's the difference, I think. I don't, I don't think any moss will grow on your friendships just because of that. And I will say my go-to for staying in contact with those more distant or outer ring friends is if they come to mind for any reason, I contact them. Period. Full stop. I actually have two on my list today. I haven't thought of them in ages and poof, they popped into my mind and I'm going to call them. That's how that works. That's my, my mental Rolodex. It like, ding, 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 ding. You haven't talked to Dave in a while. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. an interesting way to put that too. Cause I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, for myself, I'm the worst at that. I have something coming to mind and somebody come to mind and it's, <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah, I should probably oh, contact them. Then I always forget it. So it's, <laughs> I feel like that someone- Pops into your head, write it down and put it on a post-it in, in your face. Because if it happens two or three times, I promise you, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, when you do make contact, don't they always say, oh my God, I was just thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're connected what, that you know, way, y'all. Yeah, it's it's very, very interesting for sure. And I, it, it gets you thinking about, yeah, how many, how many times do you think people think about you in, in that way and just reflect on your own life. And, and like you said, yeah, what if that person comes up two or three times and you see them a year later and go, wow, yeah, I've been meaning to connect with you. And you know, that's, I feel like we, we hear that mm-hmm. quite a bit. Oh, I've been meaning to connect. I've been meaning to connect. It's like, well, I'm a, I'm a phone call away. Why don't you do it? And- uh-huh. <laughs> well, and think about, okay, how many times you think about people versus how many times do you think you, you get thought about regularly and no one reaches out? You're probably missing two or three connections a day because somebody on the other end is too busy or I'll get to it later or I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. My eyebrow just went up too. See? (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) 
I can hear Ray thinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you can hear the smoke coming out of my brain right now. <laughs> so, so it's just as easy as that. You crossed my mind. You must be thinking about me too. Yeah. Um, but you know, and with that, especially in this this weirdly kind of difficult, not kind of weirdly difficult time we've been having this last year with the strangeness of 2020. A lot of people have been resisting reaching out to others because maybe things aren't going great for them, or maybe they're worried about what they'll hear on the other end of the email or line or text. And my recipe for that is just to reach out and say, you know, I, you know, I saw a Corvette today and you popped into my mind. I hope you're doing well, period. You crossed my mind. I, I thought about that time we went to Mexico and brought a smile to my face, hope you're doing well, period. You're not asking for them to do anything. And you will find that at least half the time you'll get a reply. And if not, you still have made a quality touch point with someone you don't contact on a regular basis. They remember. Oh, yeah, Cooper reached out to me last week and I didn't reply. (laughs) Or Cooper reached out to me and I didn't have to reply. How nice of him. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting take on that. That's <laughs> just a I'm great. Thinking, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, excited. I'm thinking back now. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I gotta start doing this. <laughs> yeah, just a great way to view the world. Really, think how much better better the place the world would be as a place if everyone did that. You know, it's, it's just, just uh, sorry. Go ahead, Nancy. I was just gonna say my my analogy for that is um, when you are when you're walking down a hall and you hear somebody talking about you in a good way over here you know that feeling that warm fuzzy you get or or when someone sends you a postcard from like europe and you're like oh my god you were sitting in a you know cafe in budapest and you thought about me little old me while you're on vacation how cool is that so i think that just reaching out having having that moment you crossed my mind you matter to me you're important to me i'm thinking about you i care and I hope you're doing well, or, you know, that's what it says, basically, um, is the same feeling as getting a postcard or overhearing somebody complimenting you to someone else. That will make someone's day, and it doesn't take much. And if you think about it, both of you, what it takes to make your day, really, what is it? Somebody pays for your coffee. It's like next to nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's just like, like, I don't know, so much bang for your buck there <laughs> socially. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there was, it, it's cool. We had, uh, I was talking to someone off air. Uh, I'll be interviewing on, on his podcast uh, here in the next couple of days. But that was his, his point was just, if you could make one person's day, if you want to think of it from a business sense, your return on investment's 100%. Mm-hmm. One person making a difference for one person. So that was, it's a cool way to live, cool way to think. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, this has been so incredibly fun. I have one last question for you all. What advice would you give to friends who are thinking about going into business together? Ray, take the wheel. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I guess like my biggest piece of advice would be like, don't be scared to do it. Like, don't be scared to, to fail. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's uh, with a friend or a complete stranger. Like, Chances are, like, if you don't put the effort in, you don't put the right effort forward, it, it 
you will fail in business, but I mean, that, that's like anything though, but it, don't be afraid to get back up and keep going on with the next project or keep going, going, kind of going forward with that. But don't let being, being friends with your business partner affect you going into the business. Would you set up any safeguards? Do you great, have safeguards? Great question. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess exactly. Like, I mean, I guess you could. It's it's one of those things. It is better to kind of have uh, your own protection and to have your own kind of uh, plan set in place in case anything does ever happen. I mean, I'm always one to kind of be a little bit less risk averse, but it, uh, really, it's depending on what it is, though. Too, like, <laughs> if it's a football game, I like to take some risk. Uh, but it, it's really one of those things. It's it, to have the safeguards in place. It, it really is is also important as well to take into consideration, just depending on your situation. Totally. What you got, Cooper? I think it goes back to the conversation around the the friends and friends of different kinds. And I know so in Ray and I's example. Um, when we get in certain social circles, we kind of know, okay, maybe we shouldn't, uh, maybe we should just sit here and, and play Euchre or watch the football game with these guys or whatever it is that we're doing for fun. And then there's, there's other friend circles where we could say, yeah, maybe, maybe we will talk a little bit more about, about business here. And, um, ultimately I think it comes down to, to me, I see my business relationships like a marriage Mm -hmm. and knowing what you're getting into before you start. And you're never, what I mean by that is you're never going to know what you're getting into in the entrepreneurial world, like the specifics of it. Um, But if there's one thing for sure, it's that we need to go in expecting that we're going to have hardships, expecting that we're going to wipe out, expecting that there's going to be tension at times, expecting that we're going to completely fall on our face. And, um, know that our ability to pick one another back up um, should actually be strengthened by the fact that we're friends and that we know one another rather than allowing our our professional lives to influence our personal lives. Um, I really like, Nancy, you had mentioned kind of boundaries and and safeguards. Mm -hmm. That could be a great piece of advice for someone. It's not something Ray and I have implemented too, too much. Um, Like in writing or anything, we're more just very kind of blunt with one another conversationally. But even just something to say, um, I think you said this off air, Nancy, like, is it, do you guys like email about work and text about personal or like something like something as simple as that mm-hmm. uh, c- could make all the difference. Um, it just, it's, it almost becomes a self-awareness exercise to know that here's how, here's what I project onto you, Ray, as a friend, here's what I project onto you as a, as a business partner here, here are my weaknesses to look out for and here's how you can can leverage my strength and and just having that if you are going to go into business with anyone not even just a friend knowing that um, chances are they're not the problem and if I think I'm the problem and Ray thinks he's the problem well guess what we're both going to do try to solve the problem and as we do that we're both going to get better so um, I think the only time it really the only time it really gets fishy is when we start pointing fingers at one another and it also ruins the the friendship well, and I was, I was, you just made me think of one more thing, which is, do you expect the same, I mean, you, do you expect the same from your business partner as you do that same person as a friend? Or is the bar set differently or the, is it pretty much the same? I'd almost say I it's would set say higher. <laughs> 
hiring just, just hiring business or personally? No, hiring personally because I mean, like, it, it's one of those things. Like, it, it's your friend. Yes, like maybe you should give him some leeway, but it's like it's your friend. He should want the best for you, the same as you should want the best for him. So she, she should be actually doing better than a complete stranger in business. Is is my kind of thing. But and it's like if you set that bar higher, even if they miss it, then like at least you're motivating them to get better every day. I like it. <laughs> this has been such a great conversation. You all are so much freaking fun. Um, I would love it if you would give our listeners all of your details. Um, tell us the URL for your podcast. And I'm going to let you do that because I know you have different businesses you would like people to know about. Awesome. I'll get a pen. Ray, what's the credit card number? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's awesome. You can five one nine two. Can find us uh, for our podcast. It's the LCL Collective. Uh, LCL stands for Let's Change Lives. Uh, if you want more information on that, there's an intro article on on LinkedIn that details it. But we're on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, the LCL Collective um, on Podbean as well, which which puts it out to Spotify all the streaming platforms. So that's where you can connect with us there. Or you can send us an email, the LCL collective at gmail.com. And then just personally, uh, I'd say I'm probably most active on LinkedIn. So if you search Cooper Allen and um, find find that uh, that kid from Canada with a lot of energy on, on LinkedIn and, and feel, feel, feel free to connect anytime, I'd be, be more than happy to answer any questions or, or just take kind of 10 minutes to, to get to know you a bit and, and see how I can help. So that that would be the gist for for me would be yeah, the LCL Collective Facebook Instagram LinkedIn. Um, I'm sure we'll get on TikTok at some point too. We're way way behind the curve on that trend. But uh, what about what about you, Ray? Uh, yeah, I guess you can find me at Instagram at Ray uh, Again, like like Coop LinkedIn, you can hit me up. Anything anybody ever needs, I will try my best to find somebody within my network to help you. If I can't do it myself. And again, Ray Malville, and you know, it's, it's the only name out there on LinkedIn. So, I mean, I, it should be pretty easy to find. Excellent. And are you available for parties and bar mitzvahs? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yes, actually. Depends who's asking. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, and for our listeners, it's all about connection. If any of this resonated with you and you yearn to have deeper and more meaningful friendships and more supportive professional networks, connect with me. I would love to help you build your meaningful networks. And remember, friendships make you smarter, happier, healthier, stronger, wealthier, not to mention being fun, fulfilling, and joyful. So get out there and make a new friend. And with that, I believe we are a wrap. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us. This was awesome. Thanks for having us. That was fun. All right. Bye.